0: Welcome to the HSD Podcast Series. I'm your host today, Laura Franco, Vice President, Director of Post-Acute Regulatory Strategy. Today, I'm joined by Beth Laurie, Compliance Director and Corporate Compliance Officer for Life Care Services. Beth is charged with overseeing the healthcare compliance programs for our skilled nursing facilities. And today is part 10 of a 10-part series where we have been reviewing the CMS Compliance and Ethics Program. So uh, welcome
1: back, Beth. Well, thanks, Laura. And, and gosh, I can't believe we are at the end of our 10-part series that we started clear back in March of 2018. So today's series is a recap of what we reviewed regarding the elements of the CMS final rule on the Compliance and Ethics Program that constitute its foundation.
0: Wow, I can't believe we go back as far as March when we started these either. Um, I guess it's been a whole year of compliance and ethics. So while we're um, doing our wrap-up, why don't you just do a complete wrap of the eight required elements of the Compliance and Ethics Program?
1: Oh, absolutely. So again, effective November 28, 2019, every nursing facility has to have in place a compliance and ethics program. Developing and implementing a compliance and ethics program requires at least that it address eight elements. And those eight elements are, number one, standard policies and procedures, two, there must be a high-level compliance officer, three, there must be sufficient resources for the program. Four, you have to use due diligence in operating and implementing the program. Five, you have to have effective communication. Six, you must take reasonable steps to achieve compliance. Seven is you have have to consistently enforce the program. And eight, you have to have responsiveness for any of the detected violations of the program.
0: So, Beth, we have gone through each one of those individual eight elements in individual podcasts. So with a wrap up, tell me, how would we really relate all of these together, like in a real life, you know, everyday life? What would it look like?
1: Okay, well, I'm going to use a football analogy, because I'm going to believe almost all of our listeners have seen at least one football game in their life. And (laughs) let's hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So um, football has rules. And these rules are called standard policies and procedures in the compliance and ethics wor- world. Football has a coach. The coach in compliance and ethics is the high-level compliance officer. Football needs sufficient resources for like training, uniforms, and medical care, and salaries. Likewise, an effective compliance and ethics program needs resources for training and education, third-party audits, investigations, Anonymous reporting system if if you go for that and staff to administer the program Football needs to exercise due diligence to make sure the players have not been suspended Similarly, the compliance and ethics program needs to make sure its staff Vendors and volunteers have not been excluded from participating in federal health care program It does so by checking the exclusion lists that are available on the web five Football needs to communicate its plays to the team so it can win the game. Compliance and ethics also has to communicate its rules, results of any investigations or audits, and its reports to the governing body. Football needs to make sure its players are following its rules. Just like if a player is suspected of using banned substances which should be investigated, a compliance and ethics program needs to investigate any potential violation, determine if there are any reporting requirements, and take steps to prevent similar violations. The football referees also must call fouls when they see violations of the football rules. Usually when we don't agree with their calls, when it's called against our team, that means they probably are consistently enforcing the rules. The same thing with compliance and ethics program. HR needs to be consistent with how it enforces its disciplinary authority for violations of the compliance and ethics program. And last, football needs to take swift action if one of its players violates a rule. Waiting too long to do so um, indicates that maybe the violation isn't being taken seriously. Likewise, being slow in responding to a report about a potential violation of a compliance and ethics program sends a message that the compliance and ethics program may just be window dressing.
0: So, so that's a really really good analogy. I wonder if on Super Bowl Sunday if anybody'll look at me strangely when I call the coach uh, the compliance officer <laughs> <laughs> and and it's a good chance for me to just uh, give you a plug for my team go Bears <laughs>
1: oh oh ha ha well um, <laughs> that might have to be investigated Laura Any, anyway. <laughs> Um, anyways, I, you know, I want to thank all of our listeners for being such a great audience. It, it has been a year-long worth of our podcast, which lots, lots of information. Um, and I also want to let people know that Life Care Services has already prepared a Model Compliance and Ethics Guide with Policies and Procedures for the Communities with Skilled Nursing Facilities. So I would get going on that. Contact your assigned analyst so you can, you know, start implementing and learning it and get it up and running. Um, November 28th, 2019 is going to be here before you know it.
0: Absolutely. And and I think we have uh, one more thing to tell our listeners, Beth. Um, If I recall during our first podcast when we did the introduction, we said that if anyone – attends and listens to all 10 of the podcasts, they're going to receive a certificate of compliance from the LCS compliance program. So Uh, is that correct? Okay, okay. So, so we've, we've stretched that out a little bit longer. So the goal is for everyone to listen to them no later than January 25th, 2019. And at that point, we'll be uh, kind of taking a, uh, a virtual roll. and I'm using my uh, um, air quotes there, a virtual roll call of uh, those folks who have completed all 10 podcasts, and we will make sure that we get a certificate out to them.
1: And, and, Laura, I just want to let you know that certificate is a dandy. Anybody would be happy to receive it.
0: I agree. I, I peeked at it, and I totally agree, Beth. So so I really want to thank you, Beth, for joining me Um Since March on these podcasts, um, we've had a lot of fun, but we've also gained a lot of information. You have really shared a lot of important information and the information that our listeners need to do to ensure that they are compliant with the Compliance and Ethics Program that is part of phase three of the ROPs that goes into effect November 28th, 2019. So we're going to conclude this uh, program today. And conclude the series. So thank you again, Beth.
1: You're quite welcome.
0: Legal disclaimer Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast. Mm